where we feel remarkably unqualified, but for some strange reason, we choose to be unafraid. I'm Jessica Rowe, a film student, creative, and the host of this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do my guests, as together we dive into conversations about boldly following our passions and kicking goals, with a focus on creativity and being a young adult in Adelaide, unqualified and unafraid embraces just going for it. Zane Qureshi, tell us about a situation where you were unqualified, but you decided to be unafraid. Yeah, um, so I don't really have formal qualifications in like anything I do technically. Uh, the things I do are like photography, magazine publishing, and um, a clothing brand. So I'm largely, largely like self-taught and guided by um, other professionals. So I guess in that way, I'm like underqualified, but I've kind of like forged ahead to take photos and like publish magazines and do my own like things. Mm. So I'm always like quite afraid, but like, and a bit anxious, but I trust that I can like do the things that I'm doing. If that kind of answers the question. Yeah, definitely. Seems like you carry that kind of ethos like throughout a lot of your projects. Yeah, definitely. So you're the founder and editor of Friend Magazine, a magazine for creatives and by creatives um, based here in Adelaide. But it's not only that that you do. So would you mind telling listeners like what other creative outlets you have, like what your mediums are? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so Friend Magazine is kind of like my primary one at the moment. Um, uh, just publishing, editing, and designing the magazine. But I also run a clothing brand called Boys Cry, which um, I've been running for about two or three years now, which uh, is a fashion label which raises awareness to uh, men's mental health specifically. And then I also work in photography, so mainly doing uh, portraits and fashion photography of people, as well as... Um, a bit of graphic design as well on the side. So much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to talk more about Friend Mag because I feel like we kind of have a similar passion for supporting like local creatives and providing a platform. So what yeah. drives that, like what drives you to try and build up the creative scene in Adelaide? Well, when I first started a magazine, um, I kind of wanted to showcase like my friend's work primarily, um, hence the name, but because in high school and stuff, I did like pretty much all creative subjects because I'm terrible at anything academic. Like all my friends and stuff, we were all like 16, 17, 18, and we were all like doing like incredible work, like in my opinion, like, um, and it was all like super cool and like creative. And I thought like, as once I graduated, I started looking at more like um, creative people and like younger creatives like myself and stuff. Um, and I saw that the work was like really, really interesting. And I thought it'd be really sick if there was like a platform where everyone could kind of like share their talents and like be noticed. Cause I also feel like the media, like there are media platforms which do share like creative work, but I haven't seen too many of them in Adelaide, like be younger creatives, if that makes definitely. sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. And I feel like it's so smart what you're doing because there's like a market for it. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. You mentioned before that you struggled academically did you did that ever like put some self-doubt in you about going out and starting something so like word driven I guess with a magazine and things like that 100 percent yeah um yeah I haven't I'm yet to kind of publish any like proper articles yet because I'm, I'm a bit I'm not the best at um like writing and stuff but yeah it's it's definitely gotten some I've definitely had a bit of self-doubt when I was doing a magazine because I'm yeah I'm pretty crap at um school like pretty much my only good subjects were like art and like media and that it just goes to show i guess about how like 
the grades you get in school or the things you do well in at school like don't define what you can do in the future oh definitely yeah 100% even like self-doubt even with like um through high school I think um a lot of my mates and stuff were doing like engineering or um well now they're doing engineering and like doctor and science and stuff and they would always be like oh don't do like don't pursue arts and you're never going to get a career and you're never going to make money or whatever and like yeah, there's, there was definitely a lot of, like, self-doubt around that, like, as well, like, do I even follow through with this? Do I, like, just pick, like, a simple career path, I guess? But I'm trying to go my own way, so that's good. Definitely. So have you always lived in Adelaide? Uh, no, so I was, I was born and raised in um, New York. So that's oh, wow. where I was, uh, yeah, so uh, Brooklyn specifically. Um, and I came here when I was about eight years old. Yeah, so I'm basically like American-Australian with... Um, Pakistani and Greek heritage yeah so was it like a culture shock to move from like one of the epicenters of creativity to like little old Adelaide oh 100% yeah I mean Adelaide's nice but like it's it's nowhere near um nowhere near New York like New York's the creative scene in New York is like huge and when I came here it was like there were, there were creatives and stuff it was quite like quite small I guess like mm. well I, I, maybe it wasn't small but I just didn't like realize the um the community that much so when did you start the magazine and what were the steps you kind of had to go through to do that yeah um so I started the magazine back in February like late February of this year um and yeah I was I kind of started it because I was uh, I quit my job back in January like my um kind of part-time job I had for a while back in January and I'm not at school this year so um I kind of wanted something to do, but it was also an idea I had for a while. And the um, steps I kind of did were, well, first kind of figuring out what I'm doing because um, I wasn't completely sure what it, how to like start a magazine. So I kind of figured it out first. Um, and then kind of coming up with like a name and a logo, I think, because that was kind of like something I feel like the name kind of defines the magazine, if that makes sense. So friend yeah. was just created because um, originally it was just to showcase my friend's work, but uh, later, I decided to like expand to just like all all athlete creatives, um, and the logo the logo I just found like um, in a sketchbook or something from a high school like sketchpad. So, um, and then from then on, kind of like finding the aesthetic and the um, kind of vibe I wanted to go with for the whole magazine. I guess the steps after that were more so getting content and getting interviews, which wasn't really too hard. I mean, it's because everyone's kind of like um, everyone wants to be promoted. Everyone wants to like it'd be a light trying to shine on their work. So it's kind of, it was cool to get that. And then um, oh, I had to learn how to use InDesign. I hadn't used InDesign before and that was a bit tricky. Mm. Um, and then from then on, it was like publishing and like getting quotes and everything, which was like a bit of a nightmare, but. Good on you for doing it. <laughs> you seem to like do so much um, with the clothing brand, the magazine, photography. Like how are you able to support yourself while you have time for all your projects? Yeah, um, so since I'm not really properly working, I wouldn't say, and I'm not at like uni or TAFE or anything, I'd say my time, is, I have a fair bit of time on my hands. Um, and since I do like my main kind of career at the moment, it's like photography, freelance photography, but I'm doing freelance to make my own hours and that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so time is not really an issue because I just, I just um, divide some time to like voice grind, some time to friend. And I'm like um, supporting myself more so financially. I'm pretty much like broke at the moment. Um, I haven't worked in a while, so yeah. Um, I'm sort of like you know, the stereotypical like starving artist kind of 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm kind of like that, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, I've got, like, support for my family and stuff, so I, I still live at home and um, don't have to pay for gas or water or anything like that. Um, yeah, sort of, like, broke, but I've got a house, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, like... Never take a, never like discredit yourself for all the free labor you do with creative yeah. stuff as well. It's like, I feel like it's all productive. Like, even if you don't make money, it's like you need time to build your portfolio so that one day you can like make more money with it all. And especially with freelance work, like, that's a job. I feel like people who do freelance are kind of reluctant to even classify it as a job. It's like, oh, it's just something I do occasionally. (laughs) Through doing the magazine, has it opened your eyes to or taught you anything about the Adelaide art scene that you may not have noticed before? Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, well, one, because when I, like I said before, like I uh, grew up in the US and Adelaide compared to the US is quite small. Um, And like... I feel like it took me a while to kind of realize Adelaide isn't like super boring and stuff. Like it's, it, there was actually like a creative scene here, but I didn't really realize it till I was like at least year 10, year 10 or year 11 or so. Since doing the magazine, I reckon I've noticed like that so many people are kind of looking for an outlet to express themselves um, artistically and creatively and like how much like willingness and um, like hustle there is um, between creative people like just trying to do what they love most. Um, yeah. And also just like the amount of pe- people who are like willing to trust um, like a small magazine to like publish their work. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So what do you think the importance is of having a central platform for local artists to show their work? Yeah, um, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's good, definitely. Um, I don't know, I haven't seen too many other like platforms showcasing work of local artists but mm-hmm. what I kind of want to do is like build a bit of like a community with it um so like everyone kind of feels like they're like their like job or what they're doing kind of matters if you pick a creative career or if you go down a creative route like a lot of the time you'll kind of be told like it doesn't really matter or it's it's not really worth it or yeah or, like it's not valid mm-hmm. but I kind of want to like make people feel like welcome and um, also just show like other, other states, other countries, like Adelaide's, Adelaide's really sick, like it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. Definitely this year and I think going forward there's going to be a lot more like uh, smaller, creative biz- smaller creative businesses or like collectives and stuff going out of Adelaide, just really cool to see. I'm actually going to be one of the editors for the Flinders Uni um, student magazine next year. So I'd love to hear for my own benefit the biggest lessons you've learnt about um, being an editor for two published magazines so far issues. Um, yeah, so I guess kind of like the first one is doing a little bit of research and kind of knowing what you're doing because when I started a magazine, I had like zero clue what to do. Like I had never done a magazine before. I just had to like research a lot and kind of think about like what, like figure out what I'm doing. Um, but the other kind of stuff is more like mentally thinking about things like trusting your uh, judgment and your gut because I feel like a lot of the time, at least for me, um, I was finding myself comparing my magazine to like other magazines and stuff and thinking like, oh, I have to do it this way. I should really do it that way. But I feel like the more unique the um, magazine is, I feel like it's the better, like, or the more personal it is to you, it's, it's better. But also just like quality of quantity as well. Like 
like when you're putting pages in the magazine or whatever, like it's better to make sure like you could have like 10 great pages rather than like a hundred like really, really crappy ones. Um, and then the other thing I guess is um, like you don't need to please everyone. Like I don't know if the magazine you're doing is doing some, is like submission based or anything, but um, the one I do is, and like I kind of felt like I had to put everyone's submission in, mm. but it's tricky because sometimes the submissions don't really fit with the aesthetic or the kind of theme I'm going for. And yeah. it's just like trying to, trying to make it work. You need, you need to kind of realize that it's not like you don't have to put everything in that you think you should, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with a magazine, even though all the pages could be so different, you kind of want to get across like one core vibe or like one core message but yeah it would be so hard to like turn down submissions like you'd kind of feel like you're like doing them a disservice or something but exactly, yeah. even with like the magazine and stuff like because i'm saying like oh like all creatives welcome and like everyone like um submit their work and stuff but then like when i'm not like putting in their work i feel really bad but it's just you kind of have to just like get through i guess yeah so you ended up selling out of print copies for issue two so yeah. congrats um do you think like you'll be printing even more when you do issue three um hopefully yeah i want to print i want to print a lot um next time i only did like i think it was 40 and they were all pre-orders and i ordered a few more just in case they sold but um yeah i want to order a fair bit once i have the financial like stability too but i think it'd also be really sick to like see if i could stock some in like local stores here in adelaide because yeah. like, it's, it's cool on the website but like, it'd be really sick if you walked into, like, a news agency. It'd be really cool to just walk in and, like, friend magazines just, like, sitting there on the um, rack. Sometimes social media can be a bit of an echo chamber. And I feel like having them in person um, in different shops would be a great way to, like, reach new people. Definitely, yeah. So when does the planning for issue three begin? Um, so I've kind of been doing it the last couple of weeks uh, and just kind of thinking about, like, who I could put in it or what what I could do I kind of want to go a different direction with issue three and then go back to like what I'm doing right now with issue four like I'm thinking about doing a more like editorial kind of magazine I guess based more around like fashion and music just because I haven't they're two of the um two kind of topics that I haven't really featured too much in um friend magazine yet and I really want to like showcase like different fashion designers and musicians and bands and stuff mm. so yeah it, it has begun now um hopefully Hopefully I have like a set idea by like January. I was just about to ask what are some like interviews or features that you'd be specifically keen to feature for if anyone's listening who would be interested in submitting? I think I definitely want to put some more poetry in. I think poetry is really sick. Um, I only have, a, I only had like two last time. So it'd be cool to get some more poetry in. Um, local bands as well. If any bands want to collaborate and um, or musicians want to collaborate and um, be interviewed. That'd be really cool. Fashion designers, like models as well. Um, and then, yeah, just all around like graphic designers or artists. Or also um, filmmakers and stuff. I want to start putting more like film stills into like, um, oh, yeah. that'd be really cool printed. Yeah, I saw that you had um, the My Uterus is Trying to Kill Me film, like featured in the last issue. Yeah. Which was really cool because I worked on that film just as an assistant editor, but I was like, I was like reading my article and then I was like, oh, they're, they're in it too. It's like, it really is like all your friends kind of vibe. <laughs> Even 
as Adelaide, like, I feel like everyone is kind of connected in some way. Like, everyone kind of knows, if they don't know each other straight away, they know, like, a mutual friend or they have, like, a, like, mate who knows someone else, you know? Yeah. Like, Adelaide's very connected in that way, which is really cool. Definitely. Reading the magazine, I really liked that you were able to, like, see people's um, social media handles as well, so that it was kind of, like, a, like, I found it kind of a tool for networking, and a number of like people who also contributed to the magazine like messaged me and I followed them and stuff after reading it. Like, how does it feel that you've been able to be the catalyst for this kind of networking? Yeah, I mean, it's really awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to see everyone share, it, share um, the magazine and their stories and like just see people like, uh, like you said, like contacting you or contacting other creators that I've heard of and stuff. Um, it's cool because I mean I'm like I'm only 18 like I'm quite young to be doing all this and it's cool to see everyone like collaborating and getting interested in creative stuff. So what are your ultimate dreams for Friend Magazine and don't be shy? <laughs> um, so I think once I can kind of like afford to I'd love to put on some like events and stuff with Friend Magazine. Mm-hmm. I think like um, either like fashion shows or like music gigs or even like um, like our index um, they do like zine markets and stuff. And I think it'd be cool to do something like that with Fun Magazine. Um, I just need to like kind of stability to um, financially to like fund it or like rent out a place for a day or mm-hmm. get, um, be able to pay musicians or whatever. But I think, I think that would be really cool to do. Um, I'd also love like hopefully maybe like five, 10 years from now to be like almost as big as like, you know, ID Magazine or like Dazed or some yeah. of those sort of I think it'd be cool to be as big as them, but still keeping the kind of like uh, key motive of like promoting and showcasing local, um, either South Australian or maybe Australian by then um, yeah. creators. And yeah, like like we talked about before, selling in um, stores. That's kind of like the next big goal for fun. Also, potentially in the future, like being able to like get invited to like different shows and like um, or international shows and stuff to like interview people. That'd be that'd be really mm-hmm. cool as well. So when you are a little more qualified and completely unafraid, what will the life of Zane look like? I'd like to be able to make enough money to be like, uh, like I said, financially stable, but also like comfortable as well. Um, and it'd be great if I could like make enough to support my family and friends. And like, even, um, even if it's not for friends, like put on like creative events for people in Adelaide or like be able to, if I'm rich enough one day, like be able to like fund Adelaide a bit more creatively because there is funding here, but it's not a lot, um, I wouldn't say. But yeah, I'm also hoping that my clothing brand and brand uh, and magazine brand are still going kind of strong. My photography, I'd love to be able to like travel the world as well once COVID's a bit less um, bad, I guess. But um, yeah, just like be able to take photos and just travel the world. That's kind of like the dream that I'm aiming for. Would yeah. you ever go back to live in New York? I don't know if I'd live there just because it's um really expensive but um i definitely want to visit i definitely want to visit um new york again or stay for like a couple months i think it'd be cool um i definitely miss it a lot there but it's a bit safer here at the moment yeah Yeah, i'm one of those people who's like obsessed with watching like new york versus la or like different lifestyle youtube videos even though like I don't really have any prospects about like moving there. <laughs> I just find it really interesting. But I also like what you were saying about throwing events because 
more and more I've been thinking about how like one of my dreams is to like own something in the city which could be like a collaborative space or something like a studio or something but it's like free yeah a lot of people have been saying that they want more like creative meetups and stuff like that yeah like even even just with friend i've even like found a lot more like i haven't been to too many because i've been busy the last few weeks but like um there's a few like local brands and people who are doing like creative meetups like creative shoots like um one person uh finn I think they did a thing with, with rabbit hutch photography. I think that's what it's called. Um, and they had a like photography meetup where you walk around town and take photos, which was cool. And um, there's been like a few like fashion meetups and, st- meetups and stuff as well in town. It seems cool. Yeah. So where can people find you online and the magazine? Yeah. Um, so the magazine is, it's, not available for purchase at the moment, but you can download a free PDF copy of issue one or two at um, friendzine.com or you can check it out at friend.mag on Instagram. Uh, and then my other socials are um, zane underscore png on Instagram. That's uh, z-a-n-e underscore png. And my clothing brand is voicecry.co on Instagram or um on my personal uh, portfolio website, which is just my name, zankareshi.com. Um, and friend is spelled F-R-N-D. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your mates. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give it a rating and a review. For updates, follow at you and you underscore podcast on Instagram. And thanks for listening.